Welcome to episode one of The Townhouse. Uh, this is our first attempt at this particular podcast, so this is going to be a uh, little bit of a learning experience for us here. Uh, my name is Xavier. We're going to go ahead and start with introductions, uh, just sort of go around the room. Is that good with you guys? It's good with me. Good. All right. So I'm Xavier. I am a trader working in the stock market, just giving a little bit of an idea of sort of what I do. Um, I'm also a millennial, as we all are. And uh, let's just go around the room. Uh, Gavin, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm, I'm Gavin. I, uh, I'm a programmer, so a little bit different than what Xavier is doing, but I can keep it up to date with the tech news and things like that. I'm Anthony. I'm a civil engineer. I'm a lot of bit different than what Xavier and Gavin do. <laughs> I uh, basically make sure that there are no hazards to the people of the world. Okay, so this is the townhouse. Xavier, Gavin, Anthony. We'll be maybe having a, a regular on here, uh, Dan, who was not able to join us today. Um, but just to start off, since this is episode one of hopefully many episodes to come, uh, let's start off with what we are wanting this podcast to be about and uh, maybe a little bit about what we can expect uh, and what you can expect as someone who hopefully will be a regular listener to this podcast. Gavin, do you want to sort of give an overview of what you expect from this experience? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll try to keep it light, go over a few funny news stories from the week, maybe some serious news stories as well, um, talk about a little bit of random stuff from our lives. I mean, everybody kind of thinks their own lives are interesting, and so, you know, we're no different, but there are some fun things that happen from time to time that we get a good laugh out of, and we hope... You guys do, too. Um, we're going to do other things. Beer of the week. Uh, Xavier has a tradition of coming over here and uh, drinking drinking a beer with us. and He's usually the one who provides it. So, Props to Xavier. Okay, um, a- Anthony, um, want to sort of give a high level of what you can expect out of this and what, what you sort of the direction that you're wanting to, to take this whole thing? Sure thing, Xavier. Thank you. Um, I would like to get out of this to open up discussion about certain topics, uh, any topic, in fact. Um, also, to bring humor, as Gavin said, I think laughter is medicine of the world. Uh, to be cliche. <laughs> yeah, very cliche. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with Gavin and Anthony on this one. Um, definitely trying to keep it light, trying to stay away from anything that would be potentially controversial. So try definitely. to keep it away from politics or anything like that. Uh, but we're also, you know, just a uh, couple friends, enjoy hanging out, having a good time together. And so we're going to uh, focus it on our areas of interest and things that we think are entertaining, funny, fun. So... Uh, one of the things we might want to talk about is why are we calling it the townhouse? What significance does that have in our True. lives? True. Why are we calling it the townhouse? Well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> but so the townhouse goes back to our good old college days. You know, Gavin and I went to a little school called Merrimack College, home of the Warriors. Excuse me. Go I Warriors. also attended that college with you. Xavier made regular appearances, and he is. Uh, he he slept on our couch. Yeah, <laughs> our, uh, our well, I was there. Time. I was there for the important events. Yeah, that is true. Homecoming, spring weekend, every Olympics. weekend, <laughs> every weekend. Yeah, true. Every single weekend, 
Starting, what, junior year, pretty much? Pretty much, straight through till graduation. I almost walked with you. You were an honorary Merrimack <laughs> true, yeah, college you, student. You I came to homecoming. more credits. That's... That was all it took. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, so um, the townhouse is actually the name of an original song that Anthony wrote, and maybe someday we'll reveal the full thing on here. Correct. I... Uh... For now, we'll we'll keep it to just the intro uh, of our podcast, and you'll have the pleasure or displeasure of hearing it on a regular basis. That is true. So a little background on that is I'm a musician myself, or what I can hope to consider myself to be a musician, where I enjoy making music. I like to play around on GarageBand and see if I can come up with any cool beats, cool rhythms, and, uh, you know, one day couple of uh, different instruments came together, created a little masterpiece, I like to call. And uh, it was named after the townhouse that we lived in, or at least I lived in, back in college. Yeah. Which... As, as a brief aside, I am somewhat of a scientist myself. Oh, well, congratulations. But uh, yeah, that is the origin of the name townhouse, uh, so just inspired by Anthony's artistry. Yes, thank you. It um, was a big hit at Merrimack College back in the day. That you is... Anyone who, uh, who was from our class, they knew, knew that song. They knew the song well. well, you know? Anyone who hung out with Gavin and Anthony, which was a relatively small group of intimate okay. friends. Well, you, you know, <laughs> it was bigger than, you know... What do we know? Okay, so, we've got the introductions, we've got the general idea of where this podcast is heading and what we plan to get from it and uh, pass along. So, I would say now we're going to jump into the news stories. Uh, So, just interesting headlines uh, that are not necessarily top headline news, but uh, notable enough for us to mention on here, and maybe something that you didn't uh, hear uh, at the top of CNN, Fox News, New York Times, or any of those top news uh, providers. Trudge report. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, calm down. All right, so... (laughs) Uh, Gavin, you want to you wanna start us off with this first headline here? Oh boy, so uh, today we're looking at Virginia man accused of rubbing his ass on produce. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let's go over here. So this one is from the Huffington Post. Virginia man accused of rubbing produce on buttocks and putting it back on shelves. Wow, that's a pretty shitty thing to do if I do say so. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Should we? I, I think something we should do is uh, like Sound a little effects. dad joke oh, counter. Yes, you know, every time oh, Anthony makes a dad yes. joke, we'll do a little. Oh yes, daddy. This yeah. pleases me. Yeah. So, where where is someone coming from with this? Like, what what uh, what what is the what lead up? What is the build up to this action? Do you just one day wake up one morning and be like, I I know what I'm doing this Saturday? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean. What would you you could see that you could you could just wake up one morning and be like you know what I'm bored time well, to head I down to the local market basket. see that, but there are some people in this world who are probably like you know what I'm a, gonna go down to my local grocery market and uh, put a fruit on my butt. Do so, you think that's like uh, not a normal thing for sure? No, I mean no? it's coming from Virginia after all. <laughs> Whoa, calm down now. Most of our listeners are in Virginia. True, all of our listeners. <laughs> are in Virginia. Oh man, but yeah, like how do you? What motivates that? Like extreme levels of boredom. 
Either that or he was greatly upset. He could have been going through a breakup. Maybe his girlfriend worked at this produce market and he was like, you know what? I'm going to get even with her. So wait, you're saying like how you deal with stress in your life is to go to the store and put random fruits and vegetables like up your ass? I would say... That's not quite what I would say. Everyone, everyone... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has their own approach. Everyone has their own uh, thing that entertains them. But no, I I think that that boredom's going to play a a, a role there. I mean, why are we making a podcast? It's because we, you know, are wanting something entertaining to do. It's a rush. It's, I don't know. It was an idea. (laughs) True, yeah. I mean, it was an idea we had while we were on a road trip. Very well, true. And this could be the reason why he decided to do this. He could have been on a road trip, had the idea, could have been talking about it with his buddy sitting in their living room. Hey, guys, guess what I'm going to do next weekend? And they're like, <laughs> no, nah, you won't. All right. Well, yeah. I mean. He did. Nah, I think fantasy. it's time to time to move on from, from that. Definitely, definitely interesting and makes you Sad. second guess well, next time you're in the produce aisle of the supermarket mm. but uh let's let's go on to always uh, wash maybe your fruit. maybe other things that are that are standing out in our news today always wash your fruit well how about this we'll we'll pose the question of the week for anybody who ends up listening to this what's the nastiest thing you've done or somebody you know has done in a public place oh i think that could that could be interesting to discuss maybe next time or you know at some point in the future that is but, a good question yeah let's talk about some quick Quick news right now. So, Tilray stock doubled uh, today. When we're recording this, this is uh, September 19th of 2018. Xavier, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that particularly uh, stood out to me as as someone who works in the uh, stock trading uh, realm. Um, I, I just find it shocking. I mean, I watch companies like this just hit all time highs, and the only thing that I can think is. You know, this is it. This is the peak. It's going down from here. And I, I thought that with Tilray. I saw it was, you know, 20 bucks just a few months ago. And I, I saw it hit, you know, high at 150. And I was like, okay, this is the end. Question for you. Now, people who watch stocks closely, could you call them stalkers? Oh, yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Let's derail this then, shall we? Is that another dad joke? Mm. Ding on the ding. We'll there's that two. That's two. Yes. Keep that coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So oh, Anthony man. is going to be our dad joke king here. Oh yes, daddy. Um, with with Tilray, yeah, it's just it's surprising. I I'm not really sure where this is coming from because I I mean there's a lot of marijuana stocks in the industry right now and none of them are doing as well as Tilray is doing. It's just unprecedented and it's kind of uh i I almost would compare it to you know the bitcoin trends where it just kept going up with no no uh you know end in sight and i'm I'm sure there will be a end point to this and it will you know peak at a certain point but it's it's just been an amazing run so far and an amazing run especially today yeah just yeah weird that it just hops on that exponential growth curve and it Hmm. You keep thinking it's going to level off, and next thing you know, $20, Tony, $100, Tony, Tony. <laughs> $200. All right, but uh, I don't have any particular particular insight on this one, unfortunately. If I knew anything about Tilray stock, I would have bought it myself, and I uh, unfortunately didn't. So 
Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But um, next next item on the agenda. Let's jump into this one because as much as I love stocks, this one's far more uh, near and dear to my heart. Assassin's Creed Odyssey Ooh. is coming out beginning of October. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pumped for this. Is I this love Assassin's Creed. The sixth Creed. one or the seventh one? Oh Jesus, I don't even know. I, is, I don't know if like. Assassin's Creed has made a lot of games that didn't make it mainstream. Like, is Michael made... Fassbender in this one? I don't think it's a movie. Good. I, it I, shouldn't I think wait, it's a is video that how you game. pronounce his name? According to a couple people who have said it, it's Fassbender, or as I used to call it, Fassbender. That's what I thought. I thought it was Fassbender. But Fassbender sounds more intellectually correct. <laughs> I guess It sounds so. like you're like, oh... Like, that you know. guy knows what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. Michael Foss. <laughs> like, when you say vase, or do you say vase? I like say Michael vase. Tomato, Foss tomato. Spender. Exactly. All right, but let's let's bring this back on track here. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Do you guys know anything about this? I, I have a little bit of insight on, on what's coming up, and I have my own thoughts on it, but I wanted to know if you guys uh, were aware. I've seen the cover of it, so I know it looks like... What are they called? Uh, I mean, the graphics are getting really good. That is true. Like, the graphics are... From from the previews and stuff, just the, the cover art and everything. I just replayed Assassin's Creed 3 pretty recently, and I know they're remastering it soon, but, like, even that, you know, the the detail was already pretty high, and that was a... True. When did that game come low... out? 2010? God, Jesus. Around <laughs> then. Yeah, like, it was, like, eight years Which ago. Which is pretty good for graphics. Yeah, yeah. I'll... I'll be honest, I just somewhat recently finished up Assassin's Creed Origins, which, I mean, I've always loved Egypt, so I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, But uh, I'll just give you my thoughts on this. So I'm going to start by saying Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. I love the the gameplay, the the storylines. And, I mean, I played Assassin's Creed, the first one. I I got into Assassin's Creed 2, the Ezio story. Uh, Went on and uh, played Assassin's Creed 3, then played Assassin's Creed... uh, uh, Black, Black Flag, Black I think Flag, is what it was the called. Pirate the pirate one. I played that one, one actually for a little bit. Yeah? What were your thoughts? For, well, I didn't make it that far in, you know. Uh, Sad. <laughs> I don't... I'll, I'll be honest. The the it, It's either Origins or Black Flag for me in terms of the... They're sort of almost tied for my favorite. Mostly uh, Black oh. Flag because of... Pirates. And theming. you enjoy pirates. I love pirates. And then the Origins just because there's so much game there. It, I, it was a great time for me. But... What the issue that I see with the new Assassin's Creed, and don't get me wrong, I'm super pumped for it, it's going to be more of a typical role-playing game. Um, and so you have character customization, which is a departure from playing, let's say, Ezio or uh, one of the other title characters um, in in the Assassin's Creed story. You create your own character. You uh, customize them, design them, uh, pick male, female character, etc. And it's... It, it, it's just definitely a, a different approach to the game as a whole. Um, so that is where I sort of have had concerns. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, you look at the, the artwork for it, the promotions for it. It's a Spartan warrior, you know, doing some kind of a, a big jump to kill something. I, I think that's cool, but it's it's definitely a departure from the traditional idea of what Assassin's Creed yeah, is and has behind been. It, true. I feel like you can only go so far before you got to pivot a little bit, though, with games. Like... You, they've done the storyline of like Altair, Ezio, Connor. You go through all the different characters throughout the years, and they're, you're following a certain storyline. But I feel like, you know, with the the different mechanics that make Assassin's Creed fun, like it's just 
it has a very different fight style than most games. Um, the exploration aspect, like I, I think Assassin's Creed Origins had five times, a five times bigger map than any previous Assassin's hmm. Creed. Like that's just crazy. That you can, you can give that much game to people, and you're following a storyline in that sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, role playing games can be fun. And um, there are a lot of big hits out there. Obviously, Final Fantasy has gone through so many iterations, as has, like, Fallout is another I, one. I have a love-hate relationship with, with Final Fantasy. haven't touched it since PlayStation 2, but I just recall... Gosh, play, PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, I know, that's years ago, but it was, like, uh, Final Fantasy, like, I don't know, 10 or 11, whatever, whatever version it was. And I just remember I got to a certain point in the game, and... I was way underleveled for the level of gameplay. Like, the gameplay scaled up and the difficulty scaled up far faster than my characters were able to level up. And I, and that was kind of a, a turnoff for me where I, you couldn't, couldn't keep up with the, with the upgrading of the game. I, I have limited experience with that beyond that point, and okay. it's definitely years old, so I probably shouldn't speak further on it. Yeah, I mean, I think what we have to look forward to is the fact that Assassin's Creed has put out a lot of good games like there have been a lot of consistently good games people like the parkour the fighting the parkour yeah you know the the different ex- the open world concept so i think you know it still shows promise even if they're if they're deviating a little bit from their traditional um style pivoting a little bit Ooh, uh, we're gonna we transition go... i'm sorry i would oh, just oh, like wow. to say oh that okay. assassin's creed 3 came out in 2012 not 2010 wow, i just okay. want to be Factually correct. Okay, Snopes. You know, I just... Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I needed fact to get that us. out there. I'm fact-checking myself. I said it wrong, and I... Uh, Hit that Donald Trump fake I news don't wanna, button. Wow. How dare you. Wrong. I <laughs> just want to provide correct information. All right. No. Carry on. That's fair. Fa- that's thank fair. you for that. No, that's that's fair. Dad jokes in keeping us factually correct. That's, correct. That's what more right. could you ever ask for? No. So, so pivoting a little bit, uh, we're just going to pivot into what hopefully will be a somewhat regular bit on here, if this is even a uh, regular podcast. Um, we're going to go with uh, the beer of the week, uh, huh. which this week uh, is Red Hook IPA. Uh, not any sort of uh, promotion or anything for them necessarily, but I picked it up on my way over here. I'm a big fan of IPAs myself. Uh, Anthony, do you have any I enjoy thoughts? this. You know, uh, it took me a while to get into IPAs, but I've since become a fan of them, and Red Hook IPA definitely does the trick. So, good choice. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good. I thought it was, it's a little different. It's lower, I'd say, on the bitterness and a little bit, you know, stronger on flavor. Not really like a sweeter flavor, but just like a deep, you know, kind of what you would expect, almost like a, I don't know, like wood type flavor. Like some, yeah, like a wood almo- chip. Al- almost like, like yeah, like something you would smoky, get out of a bourbon or something yeah. like that. How do you rate it out of a... Uh, a scale of ten, we'll say one to ten. One to ten. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say six and a half right. out of ten. I was thinking like six, seven, right in that area. So, okay, I guess that meets you in the middle there. Six yeah. and a half. Yeah, like a six. I mean, again, I'm I tend to rate things on the lower side to leave room for the good stuff. But I don't know. It's a uh, it's a lot of pressure to put on a single beer. <laughs> <laughs> Very true, and yeah. hopefully this will be something that we discuss regularly, and hopefully it will be a different beer every week, every which, week. you know, thanks to uh, a lot of options here, 
it it definitely is something that I think we'll we'll be able to offer some variety of discussion and uh, material going forward here. True. So, yeah. Right. So, moving into the next news story that we have, our last news story of the day, um, Paris rolls out sidewalk urinals. Hmm. So, I was just in Paris this past summer. They did not have these. So this is fairly new. Yeah. Disappointed. Uh, not really. Would um, you have tried these out? <laughs> I'll I'll be honest. I'm I'm not sure I'm the biggest fan of this idea. Um, I have been to Italy and I have been to France and I've been to several cities in both. Um, the biggest problem I've had when visiting these cities is the sort of uh, uh, over overrun feel that uh, the tourists bring, um, and it, it definitely just doesn't feel like you're you know, your typical day-to-day experience. So, like, you know, we we live where we live and we have, go about our day-to-days, and we, we don't have to deal with, you know, just a press of tourists around us all the time. It, it definitely adds sort of an artificial feel. And I feel like, you know, these uh, sidewalk urinals, uh, you know, for, for lack of a, a better name for it, yeah. um, it, it sort of caters to that. It, it caters to the tourist aspect. It caters to uh, this sort of artificial, um, yeah, you know, just... Uh, vacation uh aspect uh that i don't know it, it just doesn't feel real to me and uh not to mention I, I would imagine i haven't seen them personally but i would imagine they'd be somewhat of an eyesore did you find yourself having to go to the bathroom frequently though while you were walking around you <laughs> i think you guys are overanalyzing this a little bit <laughs> i'm pretty sure they put these things in because there are drunk people at night walking around you know Taking a piss on the sidewalk or, you know, on somebody's leg by accident. And they just put them in to at least have a slightly cleaner disposal mechanism as opposed to having, you know, drunk people walking around. Because I imagine, like, we live in the Boston area. Like, we go into Boston and, you know, on the weekends, there are going to be drunk people walking around. Like, it happens. And you can... Frequently find people, you know, taking a leak in an alley somewhere. Like, it's not that hard to find. This is just, I think them saying, let's at least have a little bit better solution. True. I don't know if it's sort of a positive reinforcement or something they don't want people doing in general. But, you know, if it's going to happen anyway, they might as well do it in a... Have them available for people. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I I mean, that, that said, I mean, would you want these on the streets of Boston? No, definitely no. not. <laughs> it would smell terrible. Well, I mean, they're nice and eco-friendly, and they have... Uh, they, I mean, they present the According present, presentation to the, of it uh, is, the NPR I mean, it article. looks just like a trash, like a, a trash barrel that you would see out and about. But, well, I guess it's good that they're scattered around, because to quote the great Jeff Goldblum, okay. when you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh, God. Is that, a, is that an exact quote from, from him? That is. That is a direct quote from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Anthony's favorite movie. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into what I would like to say is our primary or our our big discussion. Hopefully we're going to have one serious discussion every week going forward here. Um, So pivoting a lot, I would say, and going on to a more serious note, the question I'm going to ask Gavin and Anthony here is, are all actions inherently selfish? Um, so getting a little bit more into the philosophical, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of the psychological side of things. Are, are actions inherently selfish? Yeah, I mean, that's 
it's kind of a big <laughs> question. It's loaded, you know. There's a lot to unpack, but I think we all of our actions are motivated by something, right? Yeah, and, I would agree. And so, you know, like even even the people who spontaneously do like I don't know random things on the street, um, there's some motivation in their in their own mind, like. This is my personality. I'm different. I like to be spontaneous and do crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all. I think there's always some sort of motivation that you have to kind of dig into to figure out why people, why people do the things they do. I mean, I guess that's. I've just defined the word motivation, <laughs> but. Well, so I, I'm going to direct it actually towards Anthony here. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, but Man, Anthony. I, I, I would say let's let's make this let's let's make this you know a little bit more personal and again not to okay. not to single you out but let's make it more personal. Do, would you say that everything you do is is selfish, or would you say that there's things you do out of the goodness of your heart because you are a good person? Um, you know, out of generosity, out of sure. Care. I think everybody does at some point in their lives. You know, they're gonna. I don't, well, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for everybody on that part, but I don't think, I think for the most part, the general population will kind of do things to help others do good and, you know, have that, I don't know what the word I'm trying to look for is, I guess we'll edit this possible. Empathy, sympathy, something. So just out of... Yeah, they'll, like, for example, Dan is always willing to throw a some money at the, like, beggars on the street, you know, like, homeless people, and, like, that's, is that not That's what you're... Yeah, no, I, I would say that's fair. Um, Like, he's helping I'll... them out, I mean, who knows if they're... No, Dan, Dan comes across as somebody with, like, a very ge- generous heart and always wants to help people, so, like, if you're using him as an example, then, yeah, like, from everything that we can observe, like... Those seem like selfless acts. Everything we can observe, those are selfless acts. But I'm going to go ahead, since I'm the one who introduced this subject uh, prior to starting the podcast, I was the one who suggested we talk about this. I feel like I should sort of unpack uh, my manifesto, if you will, on on this whole thing here. Um, so when I say act, all actions are inherently selfish, and I, I think this is something that I genuinely agree with, I would say... Anything that is done for the benefit of oneself, we can immediately rule that out as being inherently selfish, obviously. Um, So we can, you know, put all that to the side and then discuss anything that is done for the benefit of another, um, even to the detriment of one's own self. And I would argue that these two are also inherently selfish. And my thoughts and my reasoning on this here is... When you're doing something good for someone else, uh, it's either motivated by, let, let, let's say you're a, a religious person, it's motivated by a, a hope of reward um, in the afterlife or a uh, reward in the eyes of your deity. Um, if you're, let's say, not a religious person, it is motivated by the good feeling it brings you to do something nice for someone else. So, you know, we'll, we'll use the example of, you know, get, giving, giving a couple bucks to, you know, the, the person that is uh, asking, asking for assistance on the street there. 
you know, you do that and you feel like, you know what, I've, I've contributed, I've done something to help better someone else's life, brighten their day. And, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. I mean, I, I know that, you know, I do nice things for my, my friends, my family, give gifts at Christmas and everything. And it brings, it brings me good, positive feelings. I, I feel good about myself. I feel like I've done something nice. I, I feel happy about having brought that happiness to someone else. But it's still about me. It's it's still my feelings and, and, and the benefit that it is to me. So whether it is a re- religious uh, drive where you hope to get some benefit in the afterlife or from your deity or, you know, in the eyes of your God, or it is a non-religious drive where basically it's about the, the good feelings you get from doing something good, I, I see you in both these situations and then obviously factoring back in the the uh purely selfish actions in in all of these situations every every action someone does is inherently selfish and inherently focused on the self yeah and i mean just to elaborate further like another example of that would be to do things in the eyes of you know the public right so you something that doesn't even necessarily make you feel good and maybe this is an extension of your you know religious or deity example that somebody is watching who like sees you as a better person and so you're almost building karma like with them or something like that like you're building up a reputation of some sort even if it doesn't necessarily make you feel good to do the actual act like if somebody knows that you're you know contributing let's say there's a gofundme right and you might share it on facebook because you genuinely genuinely want somebody you know whoever you're raising money for it to do well, but at the same time, you know, you've shared like, oh, you know, I just donated a hundred dollars to this cause. And there's a certain, you know, selfishness aspect there too, where, you know, other people see you. And I think that's, that might be one of, you know, the, one of the biggest motivations for a lot of things that people do in society today in general. Like, you know, look at social media right now. Do you think, People just, you know, tweet their mind. Don't answer that directly. Wrong. <laughs> there definitely are. But yes. I'm saying there, there are, are definitely The majority people. of people, I think, go out there and post things, uh, pictures of themselves or, like, inspirational quotes or what, whatever it might be sure. in order to, you know, gain likes or whatever, it el- whatever else it is to maybe get that message out there, too. Yeah, to, well, to gain, like, recognition, yeah. or, I mean, I guess that's another thing, like, having those likes pour in gives you that sense of, you know, oh, like, like, that good feeling. You helped the, this person. A or... little hit of, you know, dopamine in your brain. Yeah, but it's it's always, it's always, uh, you know, again, self, self-focus, self well, benefit, yeah. benefit to yourself, and I... I, I think we might be a little bit more of the same mind on this one. Um, but, I mean, a- Anthony, do you have any uh, potential, I guess, uh, devil's advocate alternative view on this? Because I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there's there's arguments to be made for the other side. Well, I don't know. You do, you do bring up a good point where you're like, yeah, you can, you know, help out somebody else for the greater good. But then in the end, you end up feeling good about the deed you did. So is that... 
I think that's a good point that you bring across because I feel like most people wouldn't necessarily think of that immediately if they're going to go out of their way to help somebody out or just if they're a generous person and they help someone out. I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, you never know. People could just do nice things because they want to do nice things and they're not trying to feel rewarded for themselves. They just genuinely feel like not being an asshole to people. <laughs> well, I, here's here's the only counterexample I can really come up with that sort of goes against the natural order of the like that innate desire of self-preservation and other things is when you know you have to make a split decision in, a, in an emergency situation to help a complete stranger potentially that you don't know anything about you've never you may not have ever met them in your life but you go out there and do something that might put your life on the line in the spur of the moment because they need help and you you don't have time to process any of those things like yeah, maybe it'll make you feel good in the long run. Like, that is a side effect. But you're not necessarily thinking of that at the moment of doing it. Like, somebody somebody who is in a helpless situation and, you know, their life depends on you intervening somehow. You know, and maybe the argument could be made, well, you know, if you don't do anything, you're going to feel that guilt of not doing something. Right. But at the same time, there are certain situations where it's so you know, s- split decision, like, you you have to make a decision within a second or two seconds in order to really, like, have an impact on the situation, if, and if you don't, it's going to be too late. Like, you don't have time to process whether or not it's going to be a good feeling or a bad feeling afterward. All you're thinking about is the other person in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, actually, because if you hadn't mentioned it, I think I would have brought it up. That's sort of the... The only, I guess, uh, alternative um, where this sort of argument falls apart, which is the the fight-or-flight situation where you don't have time to think it out. You don't have time to think about the possible benefit, possible risks to yourself. You make a snap decision. And I want to highlight, I guess, first of all, the rarity of this case because we're not talking about... uh, individuals who are doing this in the line of their job so military or first responders um yeah you know that's that that comes with their their expected duties on their job so i I would say that we can we can rule that out it is that snap decision that is made um in that fight or flight moment where basically you you have a decision to make to help help someone uh often or sometimes i would say at the at the detriment to yourself and yeah, I would say that that might be, at least in my eyes, because it was something I had thought about before this, the only caveat, the only uh, alternative um, to this uh, sort of universal uh, ro- you know, ruling on this, at least in, in my eyes, of uh, you know, this, the inherent selfishness of, of decisions that people make. So I think when you, when you say that there's at least one case where people cannot like where people aren't necessarily making an inherently selfish decision that does open the possibility that you know that's not the only situation it's not proof it's it's just saying since we have a counterexample we're not saying definitively that everything is selfish you know there are situations potentially that are unselfish like as far as we can tell based on that analysis that's an unselfish decision true and but... in, in that case it doesn't necessarily mean that other thought-out decisions are not selfish. It just means that there's at least one that exists, which 
leaves the potential for more. Like there, we haven't we haven't proved that there's no possible way that people can do things unselfishly. Like I think that's a a good counterexample to say there might be other cases on the table that you know we just you know can't think of haven't explored not premeditated like we're saying that anything pre premeditated would have to be selfish if that's the case like this is something that's not premeditated and therefore since it's not premeditated you didn't have time to think about what the like what the outcome would be for you in terms of reward which is the selfishness aspect you but i i think what your argument is is that if there's any premeditation, then you're already thinking selfishly. Like, the act of premeditation is something selfish. I, I, think, that's, I think that's fair. So, I mean, we would have to, I guess, uh, uh, you know, dr- drill down a little bit further and another level there um, in terms of premeditated versus, versus non-premeditated or reactional, I guess, yeah. uh, you'd say. So all, all premeditated actions are probably selfish. Is like is essentially the conclusion you're heading toward, at least. Yeah, and I would, I would say that's the case. I, I would like to be presented with another view on this, but again, I, I feel like whether you're, you know, coming at it from a religious perspective or a non-religious perspective, I, I feel like that that premeditated, uh, you know, decision making there. I mean, it, it factors in, and I think it's instinctual really to factor in the benefit to self it's you know but just part of your your survival instinct yeah, if you will it's ingrained in our brain from you know <laughs> the the early days of man right um yeah yeah i mean I, I that's i think that's a fair assessment it's certainly you know darker or maybe more negative in the eyes of a lot of people but if we're not thinking about it ourselves, you know, first and foremost, it's definitely hard to have any positive impact on others. If, because essentially, if you're not thinking selfishly a lot of the time, then you're probably doing something that could be considered reckless. Right. Which I guess in that spur of the moment thing, that that case where you don't have time to think about something, that's essentially the definition of a you know a rash or reckless action. Not that it wasn't necessary or it didn't have a good outcome but without thinking about it you've made a a decision that could affect you negatively could affect the other person negatively so it doesn't necessarily mean that thinking selfishly is a negative thing because thinking sure. or being rash like that can very much be a negative thing and premeditation mm-hmm. could be an important part of you know making a positive out of a situation so the the follow-up question on this, then, oh, is, are we all just assholes? <laughs> um, well, I think what I, I just said, like, if you think the word selfishness is, you know, something you can just equate with being an asshole, then I would say, yeah, we're pretty much all assholes. But if selfish decision-making, you know, has a an effect on other people in a positive way, even though you didn't necessarily, like, that wasn't a consequence you were super focused on, that uh, you're still potentially benefiting other people, you know, inadvertently, so. Inadvertently being the key factor here, I guess. 
So you're so you're inadvertently a good person. <laughs> you're inadvertently not an asshole. Anthony, any any final thoughts on this issue here? Yeah, not not trying to steal the floor. Or are you yeah. just acknowledging the so the reality that you are inherently a bad person? Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I mean this. This was my theory from the start that yeah, uh, well, I would say this principle holds. Um, but I, you know, appreciate you guys discussing it with me, and I appreciate you guys letting me pick this uh, subject of discussion here since it's been something that's uh, that's been on my mind quite yeah. a bit. I think again, we're not necessarily saying that selfishness is a negative trait, but we are saying that it seems to be the case that things are motivated by selfishness. Most actions of humans are motivated selfishly. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's very much up for debate whether that's positive or negative. There are certainly cases where we can show that it's negative not to premeditate something. So. Yes, absolutely. And I would say that if, uh, if there's any alternative views and if anyone is listening to this podcast, I mean, we could... Uh, Definitely, definitely discuss this further, especially if there's any uh, good good points of view brought up on this. I mean, I, I would definitely love to hear, you know, alternative yes. uh, ideas that I, you know, love maybe haven't hear, considered yet. Love to hear some feedback. All right. Some response to the question. I think we've hit all the main points. Hopefully, by the end of this, there's someone out there still listening, and maybe more than one person. Shout out to you who are listening right now. Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully we will be back for another week, and hopefully that uh, one listener will be back next week with us. So, once again, this is Xavier. This is Gavin. This is Anthony. And this has been The, the Townhouse. Townhouse.